I'm Jeff. My name is uh, Tyler Pino. And my name is Michael Holler. Tyler, you uh, you canceled your New York Comic Con ticket and went down to Spooky Empire this past weekend. Tell us about that. Didn't it didn't happen? I didn't. None of the neither one of those things happened. Here's the thing: we were just talking about Spooky Empire and how much better it seemed uh, than New York Comic Con. First of all, wrong on two counts on my part because I've since looked into it and i guess now it's at the orlando convention center where it used to be like a like a, it was like a hotel setup but it was a very small con back when i used to go to it now i guess it's a much bigger con back in 1853 right so i you know fuck it just in as much as that i don't like these big conventions i i'm getting to the point michael where i'm coming to realize i just don't care about conventions anymore i don't it's like i don't i don't know Here. i don't know man we'll get to that but uh, Hurricane Matthew came along and then didn't, but they had to cancel Spooky Empire altogether. And uh, then it was done. Uh, New York Comic Con still went on and still sucked big dicks. <laughs> um, no, it's it's funny because um, since the entire cast of Stranger Things couldn't be at Spooky Empire, they decided they all are going to hop on a flight and come up to New York. For the premiere of Shin Godzilla. <laughs> yeah, they were at the premiere of Shin Godzilla. That was interesting. Um, yeah, no, uh, well, most of them live here. Uh, but, uh, um, what is his name? Finn was in town, I guess. Because I saw a picture. Of him. Uh, he, was at the, he was at the fucking Chick-fil-A by my house. Really? That's how I found out that I was like, wait, why is he here? Um, cause it was like, he, he posted a picture of something about Chick-fil-A and I'm like, that looks like New York. What the fuck? And I looked at the thing. I was like, that says 47th street. He's, I could look out the window and see him. <laughs> um, but, uh, I didn't, uh, but yeah, they were in town for Shin Godzilla, I guess. That was on, um, do you know when that was on? You I think it was just Friday. It out. Yeah. I'm going to go see it on Saturday, so. Yeah. Well, whenever the premiere was they were they were there for that um uh uh and not at spooky empire and not at new york comic con new york comic con either i was thinking at least oh they're gonna have the stranger things panel and maybe more of them will show up for the one panel that was my thought on the whole thing because i was just like the entire week and i was just like looking at the at this twitter and i'm like because it didn't they didn't say that they were in town for what i didn't find out until later that they were at the godzilla thing right. until like they published that uh, that was like in an article somewhere, but uh, yeah. So they yeah they didn't show up at the panel either. But you know what? I'm kind of okay with that because it gave David Harbor more time to talk, and he was great. I think he was my favorite part of New York Comic Con. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. He showed up late. <laughs> yeah. Um, to his own con appearance, but seems like something Sheriff Hopper would do. Sure. Yeah, he was probably drunk. Uh, the night before, and mornings are for coffee and contemplation. So let's talk about New York Comic Con in general, just uh, your uh, basic overall experiences. There were two things that I wanted to accomplish Lines at New York Comic Con. and waiting, right? Were those the two things? <laughs> no. I wanted to see that Stranger Things panel, which I did, uh, and Ash vs. Evil Dead, which I did not, uh, because... That line said, fuck you. Yeah. There, that was too long. We, we couldn't get in. Um... And Stranger Things, I, we probably, well, actually, no, you got there significantly later than I did. But um, I was in that line very early. But 
it was only because I decided, like, I, I got... Here's the thing that really pissed me off this year. There's how many attendants at New York Comic Con? 180,000. 180,000. It's a lot of people, right? You would think, like, uh, you should probably have, like, a bunch of lines to let all these people in. Nope. Uh, in, a, in, a, in a calm and orderly fashion. No. No, they don't. They have the thing wrapped around. They have two separate lines, one coming, like, from deep into Midtown and then one from, like, my side where we're on uh, 10th. But uh, it wrapped around the fucking Javits Center. It took two and a half hours, like, uh, to get into the line later in the day. Because when I first got there in the morning i looked at the line and i looked at all the people um like dressed as 11 and shit all of them dudes uh <laughs> that was like the most popular costume this year that was crazy but it's like they all I, had the same idea they're like ah oh, this is gonna be great i gotta go as 11. like we'll all go as the stranger things casted i'm gonna go as the as 11 because i'm a dude and, I, and i'm like huh Everybody else had that idea, <laughs> sir. Like, there were more male 11s than there were female 11s. You know what there was a substantial lack of this year? Harley Quinns. Harley Quinns. And I was talking to you about this. I was like, I don't know if that's just my brain not registering them because Harley Quinn no longer looks like Harley Quinn. So it's not the Harley Quinn that I'm used to seeing. Mm -hmm. But yeah, no, there were uh, th there were very few Harley Quinns this year. Which is weird because if you go to Comic-Con last year, it seems like the amount of Harley Quinns was like, what? One in three? One, not even one in three cosplayers. One in three attendees. When that movie came out, and they were just like, um, nah. <laughs> the movie came out, and like, we're not going to associate ourselves with this. No, you know, it wasn't The number just... of Deadpools remained the same. Yeah, well, it, it wasn't even last year. Harley Quinn and Deadpool are the most, most popular yeah, yeah. cosplay at, at, at any kind of uh, nerd event where people show up in costume. There's always more Harley Quinns than there are anything else, and more Deadpool's on the. I feel like it's boy side. It's Deadpool, Harley Quinn, and then shitty Stormtrooper. <coughs> yeah, I guess Stormtrooper's always a thing. But not like not like good five hundred first quality Stormtrooper, but like person who wanted to be a Stormtrooper, but also didn't want to put money into it, and so it looks like a cardboard box with a paper mache thing. That's almost better. That's more endearing to me than a real. Stormtrooper. <laughs> a real stormtrooper. like once you get to a certain quality of stormtrooper costume, it's all the same. Like then it's just all standard. And you're like, okay, you just look like a stormtrooper. Cool. There's not much that you could do with that idea. However, if you are the cardboard box and like Nike sweat shoes <laughs> stormtrooper, I'm like, you look, you look original. Good, good on you. The Empire got significantly defunded after the first Death Star exploded. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, but yeah, no. Fuck New York Comic Con. I showed up that morning, um, and this was the day after Ash vs. Evil Dead, so I'm like, I'm not going to miss both of them. I, I, I'm not going to do that. So I just, like, completely cut the line. I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to walk in and see what <laughs> happens. And I did, and nothing happened. Like, because, like, I see the line, right, coming around. Because I, usually I come from the New Yorker side, because, like, I'll go and meet up with you, and then we come over from... Yeah. right. Uh, this morning I just left from my apartment, which is closer, um, and so I was just coming straight down 10th Avenue where the convention center is, and I see a bunch of people, I'm like, okay, well, it's still, we've got like two hours before the, even they even open the door, so that should be fine. And then, like, as people start moving in, I'm like walking down the, uh, on, on 35th or whatever it is, 37th, I think, um, and the line just doesn't stop. And then I get around the corner to 11th, and I'm like, oh... It just keeps going and going and going and going. So I was like, you know what? Um, 
I had my headphones in, like not even really looking at anybody, and I was just like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna walk to the other side of the street. There's like NYPD and stuff monitoring the line. I'm just like, I'm just gonna walk. I'm just gonna walk in. What are they gonna do? Tell me to go at the end of the line? Fine. Uh, but then I walked in and uh, got to see the Stranger Things panel. So that was good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you tried to. You went to their autograph line later on, didn't you? Oh my god! Here's the thing. I'm against autographs just in general. I, I feel like it's a weird thing, um, just for people to do. I guess if it's like a real like, gee whiz celebrity like you got Stanley this year, where it's like, well, he's about to die. He might die soon, so I may as well. But for me, I'm like, I never really got because like you're not talking to them very much. You're going and you get like a 10 second window for them to be like, oh hi, I like your Power Ranger costume. Uh, let me scribble my name on this piece of paper. But <clears throat> you went um, to David Harbour and Millie, Millie Bobby, Bobby Brown. Brown. Yep. Neither of whom showed up. <laughs> they didn't show up to their own autograph thing. But here's the thing, Michael. It's like when you really sit down and look at it, especially at New York Comic Con where the the prices are absurd. Stanley's was expensive. How much was his? A hundred dollars. A hundred dollars. And then you can get Christ. a certificate of authenticity. Why? You, um, you saw him. Do, oh, so you could sell it? Well, I was just thinking, like, you can have the certificate of authenticity. Just so it's like, you didn't get Stanley to sign that. He's dead. And be like, well, look at this. I got the COA. Well, I got a fake COA. I got a fake COA. I well, no, here's the thing. It's like the certificate of authenticity is obviously so you could sell it online later on. That's why it's there. Did you pay extra for that? I mean, I didn't, but... Well, you didn't get it. What? Wait, what did you suck his dick for the COA? <laughs> How did you get it? No, um, someone paid for me. It was very sweet. Oh, okay, okay, I gotcha. Um, and, well, okay, it was paid in your on on your behalf. Correct. Okay. I did get Stanley's autograph. It's cool. real pretty. Fine, and he's uh, still alive. He's well. So at the time we post this podcast, maybe not. At the time of recording, he's still alive. Oh, you got it on, a, on an Avenger thing. Cool, 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 bro. Um. But here's the thing. It's like with Millie Bobby Brown, David Harbour, fine. It's like, you're, what was her thing? 50 bucks? Yep. So you're standing in line for like two and a half hours paying $50 to get the signature of a 12-year-old child. It's, it, it just blows my mind that this is a thing that people do. Because who the fuck is she? It's 11. So? <laughs> But, um, I know, that would be, like, such an awkward experience. Like, I remember, because, like, I used to get uh, signatures all the time. And, like, when I got Bruce Campbell's, like, usually I, I, I was personable enough because it was, like, small-time celebrities. And I was just like, oh, neat, you're here, cool, I like what you do. With Bruce Campbell, it was, like, I was, like, real awkward. I was like, uh, hi, uh, I like you in movies. But it's like, if I put myself in that scenario, like, okay, let's go get Millie Bobby Brown's autograph, I'd just be like, oh, hi child <laughs> well then again you're 50 Here, years older than have, her have have money uh a lot of money uh and then you sign this piece of paper for me i'm like that's so fucking weird michael you're a weird person for yep. even trying yep yep but um you should be on a list yep fair that's fair for many reasons um, um but yeah no fuck me your comic-con dude just okay so after the panel um panel was fine it's very cool uh, you went uh, to go get lunch. 
And I was like, you know, I, I, I'm just going to go home for a little bit and get like coffee because there was nothing really like coming up immediately uh, that I was interested in seeing. And I don't want to like wait around on that fucking con floor. It's so crowded in there. Yeah, we saw it on th- uh, what Wednesday? Oh, Wednesday? Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the, on Wednesday it was great. So, but my favorite day of New York Comic Con <laughs> was when there was nobody in it. But just shoulder to shoulder, dude. Ugh. Fucking, I can't, I can't. This is my last New York comic, and I can't go bad. Like, it's just so shitty. Um, so I went and got coffee or whatever. Whatever I did, I went home for, like, a little while, and then I decided to come back because there was going to be an adult swim panel. Um, and I, then they had the line attendants out, like, actual line attendants who weren't NYPD and were paid to give a shit. So, like, I couldn't even, like, dodge the line. So then I was in line for, like, two and a half hours to get back in. I'm like, if I leave uh, my house on 45th Street, it should not take me to three hours to get into an event on 37th Street. That's fucking dumb. Especially, like, did hours line... after it <laughs> had opened. Did the line even actually, I imagine if you went straight, it would hit your apartment? Yeah, well, it probably, honestly, would have. It went the other way, though. Um, so, yeah, it, like, it went, it goes at, at the entrance, uh, goes north a little bit, then hooks west, and then goes back south. But if it had gone north, it would probably, yeah, it would probably be on 45th Street. Like, not even joking. That's fucking stupid. <laughs> and, like, they they need a better system than that. And this was the Green Pass line, which, for anybody that doesn't know New York Comic Con... You have a uh, will call, which I guess is the real crazy line, where you would have to pick up the tickets of the on the day of. Yeah, in case you didn't get yours in the mail in time. Yeah, um, but then you order, you know, your tickets in advance and have them mailed to you because New York Comic says are like, okay, yeah, no, uh, avoid the long lines, get your green pass tickets. And you show up in the fucking green line, and it's two and a half hours. God, if, like, you were at the will call and it's longer than that, then you're probably not even going to the con. Like, you're (laughs) not going to get in. I don't... Why would there be one fucking entrance, Michael? I I didn't have that experience this year. I had had an exhibitor pass, so, um... Yeah, but you still would have to go to the... The green line or whatever, wouldn't you? No. Or you just walked in? You just walked in. Yeah, that's what I should have done. I should have just the second time. Well, I couldn't the second time because they told me to do it in the end. I don't know. I'm never going back. Fuck that place. Yeah, I know. It was great for me. We, uh, Tyler and I, we went and helped our friends set up a booth on Wednesday. And it was devoid of people. Just booths setting up. So we walked the floor then. Yeah, it was great. And it's the, cool to uh, see like the, the Javits Center with the New York Comic Con crap inside of it. Without the people. Without all the people, you know. Yeah, and then so the entire weekend, uh, there was no line for me. I just walked in. It was pretty great. Pretty great. Yeah, well, Lottie fucking died. Well, <clears throat> you didn't go Saturday, but Saturday came, and Saturday was the day we spent most of the day at panels. Uh-huh. So I saw the panel for The Great Wall, which... Trailer initially looked bad, but everyone that does talked the about trailer it, not look bad now. No, it still looks bad. But <clears throat> I was gonna say it still looks pretty bad. Yeah, I, I've seen it since you saw it on Saturday, and it still looks bad. Yeah, but everyone was so excited about the project; it's hard to not be that excited when everyone. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, you get all the cast and stuff in there, and they're they're real happy about it. Yeah, like it's one of those things where like everyone's real happy that they were a part of it, and everyone just kept saying like. 
oh man, I used to go and watch House of Flying Daggers. Like when it came out, I'd go to the local theater and I'd watch it over and over and over. So I really wanted to work. So, you know, that level. So you had a lot of liars on the cast. Including Oberyn Martell. He's a liar too. Yeah. <clears throat> no, no, but it was it was fun. And then we sat through that to get to the John Wick 2 and Power Rangers 2017 panel. No, they didn't like clear MSG? No, they don't clear MSG in between panels. So you had the entire fandom of The Walking Dead for there at the 7 o'clock p.m. panel. They're at like 9 in the morning. It's amazing because like I've never encountered a Walking Dead thing at New York Comic Con, but they're always on the tickets. So mm-hmm. I guess it's like their big Walking Dead because the com- like New York Comic Con's early October, and that's right around when the show starts. Right. So it's always like a big to do. Um, I yeah, but I'd like to me. It's like they may as well not be there. I'm always like, why are they on the fucking tickets well, every I year? I don't really know anyone that really likes the walking dead like i know people that watch it and i ask them like do you enjoy it and they're like i mean it's basically the game of thrones audience is just like yeah i watch i i, I can't not watch it but yeah man, like that's I'm the whole point we're like it. they're just like well, i mean i watch it but i mean it's fine i guess and i'm like aren't you supposed to like things when you watch them and they're like i guess so yeah but yeah so um yeah, let's talk about those. John Wick 2. Did you see the trailer? No. All right, Power Rangers. Did you see the trailer? Yes. What do you think? I mean, you were real happy about it. Um, I I think there are parts of it that look neat. Like, I like Rita a lot when she came up and she's like, I've killed Rangers before. And then she, like, throws the pink ranger across the room. That was the yellow ranger. It wasn't the yellow ranger. She wasn't Asian. No, the Asian Ranger is the black one. What? <laughs> yeah. Then who the fuck is the black ranger? The pink ranger? The blue one. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So let's talk about that for well, a second. We'll, we'll get to that. Um, but go go on about the real movie. Uh, no, it was. I was uh, worried, A, because it's Power Rangers, and it's usually not very good. I mean, it occupies a special place in my childhood, but it's usually not sure and that's good. the thing about power rangers and like people kind of getting up in arms about the trailer and stuff i'm like well you know it was never good to begin with like go back and watch mighty Morphin power rangers it's like cool everybody liked it as a kid but even like when you go back and watch like nickelodeon stuff like hey arnold and 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 and, and uh, doug and all that shit that kind of like holds up where you're like, oh, this is decent writing. It's clever. It's like Power Rangers is not that. <laughs> like Power Rangers is poorly acted, poorly written, poor, just poorly executed all around. Super cool. Except for the Japanese footage. Well, yeah, yeah. That's a different thing. And I'm not judging the Japanese version of it because um, I don't watch that. But it's just the American stuff. It's like, no, this was made on the cheap really, really poorly. And happened to blow up. And because, happens to get all the money in the world. Because the, the Japanese karate shit is all cool and everybody likes it. Um, but I've seen a lot of people online uh, since this trailer's come out, like, just arguing about, like, oh, look what they're doing to the story. I'm like, motherfucker, come on. <laughs> Do you really give a shit about the story? I mean, to be fair, there were later seasons of... Power Rangers that did have stories. But that's not what this is. But it, but it wasn't Mighty Morphin. Yeah. Mighty Morphin, I'd like, no, like, objectively, Mighty Morphin is one of the worst seasons of that show. I Sure, that's fine. Uh, like, I believe it, because it's very bad. Yeah. Um, 
it's iconic, but just because yeah, it's iconic no, and doesn't like, mean I, it's good. I don't, like I said, I don't want to take anything away from like the nostalgia of it all because I loved Power Rangers as a child. But no, it's one of those things like you can't really argue that like oh they need to respect the sanctity of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Listen, I was hoping with this reboot that it would be good. Um, I mean, Max Landis has said before, ironically, that a Power Rangers reboot should be something cross between the Breakfast Club, Breakfast Club, and the Avengers. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, you know what? That is a good interpretation of that. And interestingly, uh, it was like, well, I know, I his his version of the script was a little bit closer to like what I would imagine the remake quote unquote should be but it wasn't very breakfast club no this it wasn't at all a lot more breakfast club it does um max landis's version of the script seems like a movie that should have come out in 1992 which is impressive because power rangers came out in 1993 well yeah no his 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 version of it which i haven't read the whole thing um we've read his his power ranger script it's it's up online you could find it it's not like a secret thing he even wrote about it on twitter that's how i found out about it um it's like this real goofy, kitschy, like camp kind of uh, exactly what you would think of as like a Power Rangers movie, because you're like, well, and it, like if you're going on the notion that like, well, we don't want to write something that is just like shoehorn cashed in, like a cash grab kind of thing. We want to try to be a little bit, you know, kitschy and clever and campy with it. It's like, that's what I would imagine. And that's what his script seemed like. It wasn't very good, but granted, it was also like a second draft. It wasn't the complete. It's not what it would have been. It's when you're drafting scripts like that, the first and the second draft, they're very broad strokes. But um, to get an idea of it, I mean, you read more. You read the whole thing, right? I read. I didn't get through the third act. Okay. I couldn't. Um, I got through most of it. It's. Mm -hmm. Not good. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's very, like, weird. And, and I don't know, there's, Zordon is the squid for part of it. Yeah, he, he gets his whole holographic head later, but initially it's a two-foot-tall squid alien that they consistently slapstick comedy hit it with a frying pan, and he sounds like Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, he has a very interesting um, writing style, Max Landis. I've never actually read any of his scripts. Yeah. So, like, when you uh, read the actual, like, stage directions and, like, his, or his uh, you know, uh, literary voice behind it, you're just like, wow, that's some interesting um, analogies that you're choosing to use. Yeah, he'll Sounds write like things like, and that's going to be in the trailer. Right, yeah, and he's very, like, like, oh. <laughs> like okay, Max, we, we get it. You, your hair's rainbows. You're very cool. You're, you're not... <laughs> You're not your uh, granddad's screenwriter. You're not a boy. You know, you know what's funny? Like I, I read um, the original script draft for Deadpool, and it feels like Max Landis's script is trying to be cool and edgy like that, but not because it feels like he's trying really hard and just doesn't come across as genuine. I didn't read the Deadpool script. How different is it than what we got? Not different at all, really. Like, uh, Colossus is still in it. Negasonic Teenage Warhead, she was not in the draft. Um, But everything is pretty much the same. Okay. There was was an ongoing gag about um, Amy Winehouse, I think her name is. Yeah. 
who's dead. Yeah, they they took it out of the movie, but um. Was that before she died? I think so. This was what twenty ten, two thousand ten. I didn't even remember when she died. To be honest with you, it was probably around like twenty eleven, twenty twelve. Yeah. Yeah, I know it was an ongoing joke, like that Wade Wilson had her in the Deadpool's. Like I got my money on Amy Winehouse dying, uh, and it would okay. keep cutting well, back to like that's hilarious now because <laughs> yeah, and, and like that, like I would put that in that like that's a really good like dark joke, but. Yeah, and it would, they would take it out it, out of it, respect for a human being that died. Yeah, and it would keep cutting back to her like stumbling out of a bar and like falling into the street, um, and the post credit scene was her actually dying. Fantastic. And he was like, and scene. And then she did. And then she did. Um, who could have saw that coming? Jesus. Probably you know the writers because. That's why they chose her as the joke. Um, so anyway, Max's uh, script has all of these like like kind of goofy kind of inversions of the tropes. Like the Zach uh, is the Pink Ranger. Zach ends up being the Pink Ranger instead of the Black Ranger, although he's black, right? Yeah. Because Zach and this are are they all the same uh, names? Like it's the it's, same it's, names. Yeah. It's Jason Trini. Zach is an Asian guy. Billy is the yeah, black so guy. They race swap. Trini uh, is Latino. A lot of them. Yeah. Jason is Australian. Kimberly is some kind of South Asian-ish. She looks vaguely, like, partially Indian. I don't know. I don't know. She, she looks like some kind of ethnic. <laughs> some kind of... But, um, but no, Max Landis' script, it was... Um, I can't even describe <laughs> it. It's, it's really... <clears throat> I feel like they... I don't know if they approach Max Landis or Max Landis approached them. And he's like, I want to write a Power Ranger script. And they're like, okay. And they let him do it thinking that he'd make something like Chronicle, which well, seems to be what they're here's going the with. thing. Um, yeah. Everybody when this, including Max himself, uh, when this trailer dropped, A, I didn't know that he was involved in Power Rangers at any point. At oh, all. no. He was, he was celebrating a while back because he got his name taken off the project. Oh, okay. Um, and he was really happy about that. Yeah, Which, I, I don't know. I guess I, I missed that. Um, I maybe I heard about it and just assumed like it's bullshit, like the like the Detective Pikachu movie. They seem to slap his name on all of these kooky projects just because he's kooky. He's a kooky guy. Um, so when it came out and he was like, "Yeah, they got the writer for Chronicle because they wanted a movie like Chronicle," and then they fired him and just made Chronicle was like his tweet. More or less paraphrasing. Um, it's true. <laughs> it's uh, it looks. There's a lot of Chronicle in there. Granted, it does. Chronicle. Um, if you take out the found footage element, it's just kind of a generic story. Generic story. Yeah. I mean, it, like I would. There's nothing really special about it. Is what we're saying. Well, the idea that a bunch of kids find an alien thing and get superpowers. It's like okay, that that's not like. Fuck, I'm not saying it's bad, but it's it's just a very basic premise. Um, the fact that this would emulate that makes sense. Because if you look at the original story, which there really wasn't, um, like uh, some astronauts find a garbage can on the moon and it releases Rita Repulsa, and then Zordon is... Has he just never gone away? He's just always kind of standing watch just in case... Someone finds the trash can? Pretty much, yeah. They never really address it. Okay, so why he's, he's just still there, there he's but he's still there. there. Um, and then he's just like, get me five teenagers with attitude. And he five does. Five overbearing and over emotional. 
humans. Why would? He, but why would he even phrase it like that? Like, why would you be like, I need overbearing, over emotional humans to save the world? Why? I don't know. Fuck it. <laughs> we, need, we need teenagers, because um, fucking teens are sexy, man, and people like to watch movies with them in it. Especially when they're from Lionsgate. Especially, Hashtag Hunger Games especially when they're all in their mid to late twenties. Those are my favorite kind of teenagers, like Zach, who was like twenty eight when he got cast. <laughs> but um, but no, it uh, it's fucking Max Landis' script for the Power Rangers is so not good. Sure. Um, what I will say it, about it, it, it uses, is it like if I'm imagining what this it, Power Rangers movie could or should be, it, it, it's it, probably more in line with something of that tone. It uses the plot of Independence Day Resurgence. Okay. Yeah, Rita Repulsa has to collect the molten magma from the Earth to power her spaceship. Yeah, why not? No, I'm just mean, I just mean, I don't even mean, like, the plot of it. I don't care about that. Um, I just mean the tone of it. Like, it's kind of a cheesy, over-the-top, it, like, goofy, like, tongue-in-cheek thing. It feels like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie crossed with something like Mac and Me. All right, yeah, I didn't, I didn't see the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, so I don't know. But it's like a goofy, it's, it's not, it doesn't take itself seriously. This Power Rangers trailer that came out takes itself super seriously. Like, it's as earnest as it possibly could be. Yeah, um, it feels it, like a superhero story. Yeah, it feels like a, like a very specific kind of superhero story at that. Like a chronicle story. Yeah, <laughs> but um, there, there isn't like an, like, a, like an ounce of levity in that trailer. I mean, there is, but it was... I mean, there were, but they weren't that good. There was one moment that made me cringe, and that was when Trino was like, oh, someone should have warned us about that. Oh, wait, I did. And I'm like, oh, that wasn't good. Yeah, to me, it comes off as, like, very CW almost. Like, it's it, it's like the supernatural kind of tone. Yeah, yeah, something like that. It's like teen angst or, like, Twilight or something. Yeah. Um. Not as not as like bad as that. I'm still looking forward to it, and as much as I I think Rita looks cool, and I'm hoping like you know, yeah, like because well, I just don't, I just don't give a shit is what I mean to say. I was I was I was really worried about this project because I I heard like Max Landis wrote the first version of the script. I'm like oh no, and then like we're casting Dean Israelite who did Project Almanac. I'm like oh no, and like we're getting a bunch of nobodies. I'm like oh no, and then. Well, you want to get nobodies. That's true. But then they're like, Brian Cranston, Elizabeth Banks, Bill Hader. And I was like, what the fuck? And yeah, then... but that's like, I, I mean, that's kind of, that's pretty typical of like even just superhero projects. Like you get names sure, sure. for the supporting characters. Correct. Yeah. Um, J.K. Simmons and Spider-Man. Yeah, you want yeah. relative unknowns. You don't want them, you don't want the person's personality to eclipse the character. Right. Um, but I was really intrigued in seeing actual footage from the film so that I could have a better grasp of what this movie was going to go with as far as tone. And um, I saw it and barely, I'm fairly excited. I am happy that it doesn't look like a... I mean, it looks like a generic film as far as like what a 2016 reboot of the Power Rangers would be, but it doesn't look like a typical 2016 Marvel film. So that's sure, something. Sure, yeah. It's it's got it's got some angles. It's got some. It, the it camera looks visually moves. interesting. Yeah, yeah it's, it looks well shot. Yeah, yeah. Which that that actually surprised me the most. I was worried that this would be a fairly standard looking movie, it's like an, most. 
to and me, it caught me off guard that there was actual camera work in it. it. Yeah, it looks like it's got a directorial voice somewhere in there, which is more than you could say for most Marvel movies. Um, which is not, again, uh, not me shitting on Marvel. It's a producer-run uh, franchise, um, and it's purposely done so. Yeah. Uh, it's not my thing, but, you know, it's it's not it's not the worst thing in the world. Um, so, yeah, so now we have teenagers with attitude, and they look like they're all delinquents. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like, hmm, what, what, hmm. that's where I'm like... Oh, angst. Yeah. It's got to be angsty. It's a lot of angst, though. Like, a lot. Like, do they all have to be angsty? Hmm. Jason doesn't seem that angsty. No, Jason seems like, well, they showed, like, the car crash, and he's got, like, the ankle bracelet on for the police. So, I mean, yeah. we were talking about this earlier. In Max Landis' version of the script, Jason was a, um, he was very jockey. Like, he was very protein shaky. Uh, kinda, but he wasn't like a douche. He was like, he, he was somewhere in he between, was, like... He was a lovable meathead. Yeah. Where he was like... Well, I wouldn't even call him, like, a meathead, because, like, meathead would be, like, uh, the bully in one of those movies, like, the, in a in a John Hughes movie. He was more like, um... I would say he's more... He was big and muscly, and he hit things, and he didn't understand the maths. Yeah, but, but he, he was a nice guy. He wasn't uh, Judd Nelson. He was Judd Nelson, and he wasn't um, Emilio Estevez, is what I'm trying to say. He was more Judd Nelson than he was Emilio Estevez in the Max Landis script. And now, in the new one, he's a lot more Emilio Estevez than he is Judd Nelson. Which is, who fucking cares? Yeah. But but let's talk about Rita. Because um, she appeared, and she's green. She did. She's green. Yeah, it's fine. No, I'm interested because it's like, well, does this mean everyone? Everyone it at the panel was like, seems like she's got that green Power Ranger coin, huh? Yeah, everyone at the panel was like, so where's the green one? And they're like, oh, he's not in this one. And everyone's like, are you sure? Yeah. But um, but no, the Power Rangers they discover the power coins. Um, it gives them superpowers. Um, and uh, no green one. But Rita Repulsa herself, she is green. She's quite green, and she seems to have some Power Ranger-y powers. Yeah, so everyone's speculating, is does the reason she have her powers is because she has the green power coin? Are we going to get a green ranger in the sequel, maybe? So here's the thing that... Yeah, you know what? Know. That would be an interesting kind of dark turn for it, because the evil ranger thing was always really cool, and it was always really cool in the show when they brought in, like, oh, he's a ranger, and he's going to fuck your shit up. And you're like, oh, okay, sick. Um, That yeah, would be a nice like dark a pretty... twist logical place to go for it um yeah well it's like okay so just looking at the evidence as it has been presented the the power coins they aren't really coins they're like little 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 geodes yeah yeah little circular rocks and uh they they are the things that give the rangers their powers they always have been uh, okay i'll take your word for that (laughs) but they didn't have powers when they're not in the suit though they did in a couple seasons. That's fucking stupid. What's the point of the suit? It's so, the point of Morphin in Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. If you're like, like you just hold the coin, and you get like fifty percent there, and you do the full Morphin, you're like a hundred percent there. Okay, that's fucking dumb, Michael. It's fucking dumb as shit. <laughs> but uh, they seem to be pretty super powered in this. W- without the suit, we don't really see the suits at all. We see uh, him 
kind of transforming into the Red Ranger at the very end of it. Yeah, it was the post-title sequence They have tease. They have a bunch of powers in this that they never had in the uh, first season of Power Rangers, correct? I don't remember like them what? being able to, like, fly. You mean jumping really high? They don't jump really high. They kind of, like, hover. This is why I'm thinking that Rita Wait. is a ranger herself. You know when, like, when they're they... jumping over that ravine or uh-huh. whatever? That doesn't look like... Because, okay, like, jumping really high is, like, what the Hulk does in, in those Hulk movies. Okay. Where he just, like, he's, like... And, like, there's a momentum to it. They, like, they run, and then they start to kind of, like, float, and there's no arc to the way that they're moving, and it could just be, like, a bad Wire work? special effect. But to me, it looks like they're kind of on the road to learning to fly, and it looks more like they're defying gravity. They than... did fly in the first episode of Power Rangers. Okay. Why didn't... Was it too expensive? Well, they, they did it a couple times. They just reused the same footage. It was teleporting, but... I have a point to this, All right, Michael. make your point. I'm getting to it. It, to me, it looks more like gravity defying than it does ju- simply jumping mm-hmm. um, or, 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 or just like being shot through the sky or anything like that. Rita is flying and she also has like that super strength kind of thing where she's like, I've killed rangers before. And then she, she throws them like across the fucking. Yeah, she seems to have the same powers as them. And that's why I'm thinking, like, she probably does have that green Power Ranger coin, and that's why she's green, and that's why she's got, like, I don't know. She's not a plant-based villain, so she shouldn't be green. She looks like she's a plant villain. She, she looks, looks like, like she poison could be Poison Ivy, Ivy and Witchblade. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, but people are speculating uh, there's probably not going to be a space dumpster this time around. Um, well, like, where, where would she come from? Well, the speculation is that she was being held at bay, encased in the rock by the power coins. Oh, and, and when they remove and... the power coins, it releases her. Okay. Okay. I'm fine with that. Yeah. I could give a shit about the, <laughs> the space dumpster. <laughs> really good. No, but Bandora Palace. Remember her fucking space palace on the moon? Yeah, whatever. Is there Goldar in this? Uh... I don't think really they said it like... at the con- at the con- uh, at the panel. They said there's going to be Goldar. It doesn't seem like though. she needs monsters, because Rita and the old one, she like she wasn't fighting them herself. She was using she's using things, putties. She's using weapons of sorts. Yeah. Where this, it just looks like she's going to be the. She's going to whoop someone's gonna, ass. She's going to be like, I'm going to beat you up, you motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> I hope she has that line. Yeah. I hope she has that line. She might. She might. You yeah, it's PG thirteen now. One fucking a PG thirteen, and that could be that. But um, no, I'm I'm interested to see where this property goes. I'm glad they're not using Max Landis' scripts. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll see. I'm I'm more excited for this than I initially thought I would be. I saw the trailer. and I'm like, oh, this may be a movie. Cool. Sure. Yeah. Like, I was I was worried. Like, I, I'm cautiously optimistic, I suppose, but like even if it is terrible, I don't care. I, I don't I, give a yeah. shit. I, I was worried this would be like a January release, but it doesn't look like a January release. It doesn't look as bad as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, it yeah, that's my thoughts as well. It doesn't look it doesn't look as bad as I had feared it would be. <laughs> sure. So I'm fairly excited. <coughs> I think because. <coughs> I think because I have a personal connection to it in my past, it makes me even more excited, but right. 
as and just looking at this as a movie, if you showed me this, I'd be like, okay, cool. Yeah, it looks like a like not not necessarily like a tent pole, but it does. It seems like one of those little Lionsgate releases that you'll get every now and then. You'd be like, yeah, all right, you'll see it. Why yeah, not? I sound like saw... a chronicle where I'm just like, well, I that movie came out and I wasn't like, oh my god, are you? pumped to see chronicle and that movie came out and you're like oh that that thing that's out now yeah sure i'll go see it i was like ha neat (laughs) that's how i feel about this i'm like ha neat (laughs) but um but no i'm a little more happy because i really love that first poster that came out for the movie where it's like the sun was setting and they're all standing on their car and it's like this feels like a coming of age story like that's nice like i enjoy that and then they they release later the one where they're all sitting on their zords. I'm like, that looks like shitty CGI. Oh no! They're please. on zords. Yeah. Like you see the. It's like the an robots? extreme close up, so you see the robot, but it oh, looks yeah, fucking look like. bad. Like the CGI looks unfinished, and I was like, oh shit! Please don't. Honestly, probably was. They were just uh, talking. Um, someone, I think it was Variety, did an art uh, interview with the director, and he was like, "Yeah, well, right now we are just trying to get it done because." The CGI takes a little while. We're done with principal, and we're, now we're just, you know, trying to make it a movie. And I'm like, okay. It, it was interesting because they said, like, there was a lot of, uh, they tried to do a lot of practical things. So when they're in the Zords, like, and it's like a cockpit, they, they created, like, a whole suspension rig. And they're, like, the actors are saying, like, yeah, we, we got bruised. We got fractures because whenever the cockpit would, like, shake or it'd slam us up against the wall, like, it, it feels real. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. I can look forward to that, I guess. I mean, Pacific Rim did that same thing, too, and I really enjoyed that movie. These yeah, two everybody... movies could be exactly the opposite, but, you know. Everybody's saying Pacific Rim. I don't think this is going to turn out to be anything like Pacific that's Rim. That's not an official post. That's not the thing? That's not the thing. It's these ones. There's, there's like, a, a big matching set. It's this? This looks really good. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a 90s one. Oh. But they, they did a whole matching set of the five where they're all, yeah, like, this standing looks like on their Transformers to me. Yeah, it looked bad. Um, but the first one that came out, I really liked. Those next five came out. I'm like, oh, that looks shitty. And then the pictures of them in just the costumes came out. And I'm like, all right. I'm okay with this. What do you think about those costumes? You know what? I, I'm i fine with it. I think the helmets are a little wonky because yeah, they all kind of look the same. I wish the helmets looked a little more different from one another. Yeah, like uh, the Red Ranger is okay. It's shaped weird. Yeah. I don't like the shape of his head. I, I don't mind the shape of the other ones, but yeah, you don't. They don't really have much character to them. Yeah, there's no distinguishing traits to them. I wish they did reflect more of like what they're supposed to look like. I guess, but you know, well, that's the one thing about like Power Rangers that's always been good is their helmets. So you need to fuck with that. <laughs> <laughs> like, just keep that the same. Make their bodies a little bit cooler. Yeah, but, like, the suits themselves, like, I'm like, all right, sure. They're very, like, I see pictures of them all over the place. Uh, I like the way that they look in real life, just from set photos, a lot more than I do in, like, the the promotional photos. Well, what you're looking at now is, like, the uh, the Entertainment Weekly version of that photo that came out, and I think we fairly yeah, that's, established. That's the first one, yeah. I think I, we fairly seen... established. Please, Entertainment Weekly, stop taking photos of shit. 
Like, you came out with, like, the X-Men Apocalypse one, and everyone was like, that looks bad. And they came out with the Power Rangers one, they, and everyone was like, that never looks bad. Been, except, for the, if, except for Heath Ledger is the Joker, there has never been an Entertainment Weekly photo shoot that did not start a bunch of shit. <laughs> exactly. It's like, I'm thinking back to it, I'm like, wow, like, every shit storm that's happened... Like, has the, come from them! Like, the, the Pennywise from the It remake. That, that was, came, like, that was that, them, too, that yeah. Was Entertainment Weekly, huh? And, like, yeah, and, and I, I feel like the filmmakers always have to come out and be like... That's no, not what it actually looks like. don't worry about it. It's not that bad. Why do you keep going to these people? <laughs> like, stop. Stop. Just it's release It's always own... them. Yeah. Isn't it always them? <laughs> it's funny. I never, I never really put that together until you just said it. But, um, but no, like the photos that just came out for New York Comic Con, like these posters, I'm like, you know what? That looks all right. That looks cool. So I did get really excited in the trailer when they started to do the morphing thing and like it started coming out. I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And they cut to black. I was like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Nah. But uh, but no, I'm I'm fairly excited for this movie. I'm excited. I'm I'm as excited for this movie as I am for like the next upcoming Marvel film. I'm more excited for this than I am for like Aquaman, I guess. But you know, Aquaman. Aquaman, we'll see. I don't know. Movies don't bring me joy anymore. Yeah. There's a new trailer for Iron Fist. You see yeah, that? No, I haven't. That looks exciting. Is there a lot of fisting? There's a lot of anal fisting. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. That's why they got the Night of Flowers. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it looks, it looks like it feels like they stepped up their game. How does he look in it? Not like physically, but like, how does he do like an American accent? I can't remember if he does a voice, but he has a beard, and it's really disconcerting. Like, and it's not like a like a like a beard beard. It's like your kind of beard where it just looks gross. Yeah, well, I don't really have a beard right now. I Not right know. now, but, like, normally when it's, like, a little unkempt and you're like, hey, Tyler, it's like, I've been dead to the world for the past three weeks. It's usually true. <laughs> yeah. It kind of looks like that, which, I, you know, to be fair, that could be the look they're going for, but it looks gross. It's not like when you looked at Charlie Cox as Daredevil and you're like, mm, It's not like when Cox. you looked at Charlie's cock. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, he does, he's got, like, a hobo beard. <laughs> yeah, he has a hobo beard. But uh, they, they displayed some of, like, the martial arts and the fighting in the trailer. I'm like, that looks, like, fucking refined. Because, yeah. like, Daredevil looked like street brawling. And this one, it looks like martial arts. I'm like, huh. Is he supposed to be, like, a homeless person? You know, I don't... I honest Because, like, his whole thing is, like, he's really good-looking, apparently, um, to other people, I suppose. I don't know. He's not my thing, but... Well, I know nothing about Iron Fist. I have a friend who, um... Yeah, neither did... Anyone on the internet, apparently. We all thought he was Asian. Yeah, <laughs> everyone on Tumblr did. But I have a friend who um, is no, unironically... Don't. Yeah, it's fair. I have a friend, I have an acquaintance. Um, we used to go to... Actually, we used to go to... Um, we used to go to karate together. Um, yeah. Um, but he was unironically, like, adored Iron Fist. Like, he had a whole shelf. You know, like, I have a, I have a steelbook shelf? He had a Marvel comic shelf. He had a... F- Fist shelf. Yep. yep. And it was full of Iron Fist comics. Filled with the fist. He fucking loved Iron Fist. Uh, so I'm, I'm actually, I haven't talked to him. I'm curious to see what he would say about this. But no, like, it, it seems like he does have some sort of superpower. Like, it looks like there's a glowing rage of the sun in his fist at one point. And you're like, oh shit. He's going to fuck some people up. So. Sure. That old technique. He has a big chest tattoo. Oh, yeah. He's supposed to. I guess. I don't see any of these pictures, but I'm looking at other, like, actual pictures of Iron Fist, the character. 
It's got a chest tattoo. You've got a chest tattoo. I do. Like the same person. We are. Except I'm Asian. I can't be Iron Fist. That's true. (laughs) You can't know martial arts. I can't know martial arts. Or magic in Asia, apparently. But, um... But no, that that looks interesting. Let's talk about Luke Cage for a little bit. Um, All right. I'm up to episode five. Are right, you hit that point yet? Probably. I don't know where I am. I, I kind of fell off it. I like it. It's fine. Yeah, um, that's my opinion as well. It's fine. The first episode was weak. Again, it's way too long. There's a lot of filler. Um, they need to do the, the Stranger, Stranger Things, things model. Trim and it just down. Eight episodes, and I and, and I'm in. Yeah, I yeah I don't know. It was the first episode was remarkably underwhelming. No, it gets you're progressively just a racist. Yeah, it, it gets progressively better. So I yeah. <clears throat> yeah no, I like the first episode. I like the tone of it. Like I I like it's got a very like laid back, interesting tone that was different <laughs> than um, the other. Yeah, it's it's the other two so far. Well, I mean, like they they keep in this dark, streamlined narrative. Like Daredevil's dark, Jessica Jones is dark, Luke Cage is dark. They're all very emotionally the same, kind of. But it treats the individual characters different. It doesn't feel monotonous. Like every character exists in their own different capacity. Right. Um, which that in and of itself is interesting. What I found really fucking funny is the fact that in Daredevil. You know how he's always like, this is my city. Like, Hell's Kitchen is my neighborhood. Yeah, well, and just, and it's like, yeah, I don't it, makes you, it. It, it makes it seem like Hell's Kitchen is, like, more than a 10-square block radius. You know? Like, it, it makes you feel like, oh, wow, it's, like, the size of Manhattan. Nah, it's, it's like, 10 blocks. Um, but with uh, Luke Cage, they do, a lot, they do a lot of really subtle things. Really subtle things. Uh, I don't know if you get to, like, the funeral scene yet. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, but there was a scene at the funeral, and um, they walk from the church having a conversation, and they walk back to, like, the main location. And it's trying to establish, like, everything happens within two blocks of each other. Because, like, Harlem is a tight-knit, intimate community. I'm like, fucking Harlem is big. Like, it's funny. You took the small section of New York City and tried to make it seem... (coughs) Well, here's the thing about Modern Hell's Kitchen. uh, It doesn't have, like, an identity... It's just kind of much like most of Manhattan now is like the everybody calls it like the Disneyfied version of itself. Hell's Kitchen back in the day, back in the day, back before like gentrification and all that, and before like broken windows and before New York got cleaned up a lot, was historically a really really shitty neighborhood. And like, and that's what Daredevil came out of. Daredevil came out of that cultural zeitgeist. Yeah, and so they tried to keep it with that, which is fine whatever because i guess they're they're just like well he's daredevil he should be in hell's kitchen get it i'm like to me i'm like well just just get rid of that portion of it and just have him in new york because there's plenty of places in new york well, that there's are dangerous. a lot of, there's a lot of points in daredevil where he's not in hell's kitchen yeah well like watching it and that's another thing about luke cage that i like because i've lived in both of these places um technically technically it's like really on the cusp between harlem and yeah, you're like 125th, side, like, right? No, 125th is kind of deep in the heart of Harlem, but uh, I was on 109th, which Harlem technically starts on 110th, but it's culturally, it's it, it feels like Harlem up there. And this show 
feels a lot more like Harlem than Daredevil than feels, Daredevil like, feels like Hell's Kitchen. Yeah. Like Hell's Kitchen, I always laugh when people, because every once in a while I'll talk to people online and be like, yeah, I live in Hell's Kitchen. It's nothing like that. They're like, what? I'll mention something about Hell's Kitchen. They're like, oh, is it dangerous like Daredevil? I'm like, really? Do you think that? Because um, it, I, I would imagine that it's like kind yeah, of. Like, a, no, it's a beautiful place. No, because even before I moved here, I was like, I know that Hell's Kitchen as a neighborhood is fucking expensive as shit. It's in the middle of the theater district, it's right by Times Square and all that. It's a really kind of posh area of New York. Um, so I'm surprised when I hear people that don't know that. But Harlem, obviously, Harlem, much like all of Manhattan, isn't what it used to be, but. It still has a, a a distinct culture to it. It feels. Is it racist to say it feels dangerous? Yes, it feels. <laughs> no, it it is. Yes, to say that it feels dangerous. I get. Well, there are definitely parts of it that feel there, dangerous. There are parts of it. I've been to Harlem a couple times, and to me, it, it feels, feels more like what I always imagined New York would be in my mind before I moved here. But having, you know, lived in that area, like, it's, it's got its own cultural thing. Like, Harlem feels like a, a, a neighborhood with an identity. Um, historically, it was the, you know, the center of black culture in New York City. And that's not racist to say. That's a fact. Uh, some of the most influential people in African-American culture come out of Harlem. Um, it is. It's a, a, an area with a very strong cultural identity. Harlem in, in that regard, yes. Yeah. Um, so, Hell's Kitchen doesn't have that at all anymore. I mean, there's. I guess it was like an Irish neighborhood or something way back in the day, but it's really. It's just like no. It's just the other end of the theater district. It's just where it gets less crowded, I guess. <laughs> well, this is technically Hell's Kitchen. It's crowded as fuck. Um, but yeah, no, I I liked that it it felt a little bit more authentic than Daredevil did in that regard. Yeah, I'm like when you walk around Harlem, it's like yeah, no, it feels like Harlem. When you walk around Hell's Kitchen, it doesn't feel like Daredevil. <laughs> no, when, when you walk when you walk around Harlem, it's like yeah, I, I believe that at any second an RPG could hit this building and kill everyone in it. Wow, any wow. second. Which, where in Harlem are you going? East Harlem's scary. Like East Harlem, it gets like real like. Uh, Grungy. Like, yeah. Yeah. Regular Harlem's actually beautiful, though. Like, just the, the architecture and the... Because it still feels like, you know, a, a dense urban area. But it's not, like, filthy and cluttered like Hell's Kitchen is. Where, like, you walk outside and you're just like, oh, this is depressing. It's just <laughs> like, wow, there's there are beautiful brownstone buildings. There are these interesting-looking uh, places. A lot of great parks. A lot of great, you know lot of great culture, restaurants, everything. Well, you know what's funny, too, is like when you look at Daredevil and um, they're like, this is Hell's Kitchen. And I'm like, I live in Hell's Kitchen. I don't. That area doesn't look familiar. Because they don't shoot it. They don't shoot Hell's it in Hell's anywhere. Kitchen. Like, they yeah. shoot it in like Brooklyn and Harlem. Well, they shoot it all over the place, but um, wherever they can, really. It's hard to shoot anything in New York, but yeah. Yeah. It, like, yeah, I've, I've never recognized. Some places there are some Sometimes places in Daredevil, I'm like, oh, I know where that is. Yeah. Like, well, a lot of the bars and stuff that they go to, I don't know that they're actually here, but they do look like Hell's Kitchen bars, like little Irish, like, dives. Yeah. But. Um, Luke Cage looks like Harlem. Yeah. Luke Cage, when they, they're outside walking around in the streets, I'm like, yeah, no, it looks like they shot actually in Harlem and not just a Harlemish place. Yeah. But, no, it's 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 fine. I wouldn't say it's as good as 
first season of Daredevil, I wouldn't say it's as good as Jessica Jones. Yeah, I'd probably say Jessica Jones so far has been the strongest to me, just in terms of the narrative. Yeah, um, I think Jessica Jones is the best show, but I think Daredevil's my favorite. Yeah, I guess. <coughs> They're all quite good, though, so I'll give them that. Yeah, so I'm excited to see what happens with Iron Fist, because they, they haven't had a bad show yet. Well, Iron Fist, I don't think it's going to... Yeah, I don't think it's going to be, like, bad. I did, but it's interesting because, like... Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, them themselves. They feel like people that could exist in New York. Iron Fist, this white martial arts expert with magic fists. Where where does he fit into that? Like, <laughs> where, where does he live in the con? I know nothing about the character. Is he like is he in Chinatown? Well, I know him and Luke Cage work together a lot in Heroes for Hire. It's about all I know. They have their own buddy cop thing going on. All right, why not? It was announced. I actually, I did not get into the uh, the Iron Fist panel. I was really disappointed. I actually, I was out hardcore drinking the night before. Really? <laughs> yeah, and um, I got up at about nine twenty a.m. Got around nine twenty a.m. The, the next Where morning. Where were you hardcore drinking? Oh, uh, there was a. You don't even do alcohol. I do alcohol sometimes. I uh. Actually, no one can hear you. <laughs> what would I drink? <laughs> it's a two-liter bottle of sake. That's, that's that looks like something that that looks like something that somebody that does not drink goes out and buys to get drunk. You're holding a two-liter bottle of sake. Yeah, it's, it's very good. It's rice wine. It tastes like it's a ninety-dollar bottle of sake. I don't know. Um, drank a lot of it, got real fucked up, woke up at 9.20 in the mor- next morning because I was fine, mm-hmm. and I woke up because... So to be fair, you didn't go out drinking. You bought that bottle <laughs> of cartoonishly large sake, <laughs> drank wine, unironically got drunk on wine, and <laughs> anyways... yeah, no, this is exactly what I should have imagined <laughs> when you said that. And anyways, I woke up at 9.20 the next morning because my phone got the notification um, that the Iron Fist panel had been had reached capacity. Had been capped, yeah. I was like, it's fucking 9 o'clock in the morning. I feel like this has happened every the time. The Iron Fist we... panel isn't until 6 o'clock at night. Yeah, I feel like this is uh, this happens every time. Well, when is the, when, what day was the Iron Fist? Saturday. Saturday, okay. Yeah. Yeah, they, they revealed that Sigourney Weaver is going to be the villain in the Defenders series just like herself yep just Sigourney Weaver yeah well I mean she lives in New York oh that's true she's not playing a character no just Sigourney Weaver fuck all these superheroes I hate them all I'm an actress these fucking Marvel movies (laughs) I'm Tyler Pino great oh that would be even better it's Sigourney (laughs) Weaver but she's playing me yeah oh fantastic but um no, I'm I'm excited. Also, I'm excited to see what that. I'm fucking. I'm excited to see what the Defenders is because it feels like I'm getting that feeling like before the Avengers came together and it was just like a stereotypical thing. Like when the Avengers happened, and I was like, oh, well, the first Captain America movie was shitty, but I liked that first Iron Man. Thor was shitty, Hulk was shitty, but I mean, it's cool to just see all these characters together, right? That's never happened before. But with Defenders, I'm like, well, fuck. Like, I like Daredevil. I like Jessica Jones. 
I more or less like Luke Cage. I haven't seen Iron Fist, but I'm pretty sure I'll like him because uh-huh. he's Asian. Um, right. And so I'm like, these are like actual characters that I like, so it'll be interesting seeing them on screen. I'm looking at this thing on, well, actually, it's your Twitter because I just went to Twitter instinctively, um, and you're logged in. But <laughs> somebody retweeted a thing. I guess Rudy Giuliani said Clinton didn't care about 9-11. His quote was, I was there. I don't remember seeing Hillary Clinton. But there's a picture of the two of them, I guess, on 9-11. Like, she's literally standing right there. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah, that got political. This fucking campaign has been so... I, don't, I just don't care. Just fuck them both. I don't, just fuck, I don't care anymore. I don't care. I don't even want a president. Don't elect one. We don't need one. Can Fuck we just it. just get another four years of Obama? That's what I'm saying. Just be like, and the winner is Barack Obama. Huh. Obama again. Yeah. Well, it's just, well, like when they uh, instituted, well, it wasn't even an emergency thing. The, the, the um, eight-year uh, maximum was never a thing until uh, World War II. It was just that used to be the... The gentleman's rule. The gentleman's rule, because that's what Washington did. And uh, after FDR in, in World War II was president for like 26 years, they're like, yeah, we should probably put a cap on that just in case we get like Donald Nixon Trump. for yeah. 18 right. years. Yeah. And uh, no, I think they should just lift that and just be like, yeah, no, I'll do Obama for another four years. I don't care. It'll be just like if. Fifty percent of the country doesn't <coughs> vote. We're just keeping our current president. Yeah. Everybody's talking about this election, man. Oh my God, it's we driving me point. crazy. Yeah. It's, I just like. I just want to grab them all right by the pussy. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Donald Trump. You know any people that support Trump? I do. So do I. What do you What do you think they think? I don't know. I honestly don't. What do they think? Because like that's not even like a sh- that's not even like shitting on conservatism or whatever. Because like he's really not that. He's just he's kind of a monster. Like he's kind of a monster. He's like a reality TV star. I I went on like they that debate was on the other night, and I was watching it, and then I was like, you know what, I, I need a drink, and so I got kind of drunk, and then I was just like, you know what, on Facebook I was just like, you know what. <laughs> I don't, I don't know who you think you're kidding. Donald, Donald Trump's a giant douche, and we've always known that. Like, <laughs> for as long as I've been alive, we've known that Donald Trump is a giant douche. It's his whole thing. It's his whole shtick. He's an asshole on television for money. And now, like, people are acting like they didn't know this. Like, this whole, this pussy comment is, this is, oh, so out of left well, field. No, they, it's they, fucking not. They, they said- I'd be more surprised if he wasn't, like, a sexual assault rapist person i remember when that came out and he's and they was like donald trump oh my god he said this i'm like yeah that sounds like him yeah i'm like what, uh, yeah so what, what did you think he was gonna say at any given point i respect women no one respects women more than me yeah ask any of my friends i'm the best at respecting women he's oh god i don't know i don't know about this fucking election man new york comic-con sucks new york comic-con so I got into the Ash vs. Evil Dead autographing. Yeah, how'd that go? Um, it, fuck, it was a nightmare. <laughs> uh, it was something that wasn't put on by uh, Reed Pop, the people who organized Comic Con. It was some, it was a promotional thing put on by the people at Stars who 
the channel that has Ash vs. Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. And, um, fuck. Fuck, it was the worst way they possibly could have handled it. Do go on. Yeah, it, <coughs> uh, it was after the, the panel on Thursday, and they said that there's going to be an autographing session with the cast and crew of Ash vs. Evil Dead today at 2.30 p.m. So me, like a dumbass, I go at, like, 10 o'clock. Because I'm like, well, fuck, you know, I couldn't get into the autographing panel last year, so I'll, I'll do it this year. So I went, and I waited, and I waited, and I waited. And they said that they'd start officially forming a line at about 1.30, and by 1 o'clock, there were about 800 people there waiting. And everyone had kind of more or less formed a line. People get there first, stood right by the booth, and they just kind of progressively... They, you know where the food trucks were this past year? What? You know where the food trucks were this past year? For, yeah. Yeah. Okay, it's like right where the DC area is. Mm-hmm. That fucking line went from the Ash vs. Evil Dead cabin to the food truck line. Yeah, makes sense. There were about 800 people there wanting to get Bruce Campbell's autograph. Also makes sense. Yeah, and at like 1.30, when they're supposed to officially start forming a line, um, they told us, oh, it's only going to be the first 100 people. And we're like, well, buddy, that's like... One in ten right now, so how are you going to do this? And at first he said, okay, everyone dressed up as Ash. Come to the front. And I was and like, like, yeah. yeah. And, and I'm like, no, Ash from uh, Evil Dead, not Ash Ketchum. And you're like, no. <laughs> but I'm Asian. Um, but, uh, I, but I was like, you know what? That's, that's fair. I'm okay with that. That's fair. So everyone dressed up as Ash, went to the front of the line, and then they pointed to one random section of the line, and they went, all right, now everyone over here, you just start coming forward. And fucking people nearly got trampled. So they immediately stopped that, and they went, all right, stop, 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 stop. And then they just started going, all right, uh, you, 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 you and you, you can come in. And um, that's that's how they did it. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was... Well organized. It's, it's the way it always goes. Well, that's stars. That's not necessarily New York. It's Comic-Con. not necessarily read pop, no. But it's just organization. Who would have thought this show had so many viewers? Probably them Attendees. because they're monitoring the fucking ratings. Here's the thing. Like, what pisses me off about all of this is they consistently overbook. They are overbooked by about 80,000 people. And that sounds like an exaggeration, but it's really not. Because how much uh, how many people were there last year? Uh 145,000. 145,000. And it was still obscenely crowded. Before that, how many people were there? Cuz I've been going 3 years. 125,000. 125,000. So and it was still extremely crowded then. It's not getting any better. And the Javits Center isn't getting any bigger. I mean, they open it up to MSG and stuff, but that's, like, that's fine. But most people aren't there at any given time. Yeah. How many people are probably at Madison Square Garden at any given point uh, at, at New York Comic Con? Probably at most, like, 2,000, maybe. So, that it's it's absurd. It is absurd that they let that many people in. Especially considering, like, I get, like, you want to cater to as many people as possible, and that's fine. But... San Diego Comic-Con has, like, what, 
80,000 people in attendance? I think 120,000. Okay, well, it's still a lot. But if you've ever been to the San Diego Convention Center, it's fucking huge. I've never been. Like, Didn't they have to the build crowd. an entire new convention center to house Comic-Con? I believe they did, but I, I don't know. I, yeah, I would assume that I was at that one because I was in San Diego not too long ago. But it is enormous. Like, it dwarfs the Gravit Center. Or the Javits Center. The Gravit Center is in West Palm Beach. Uh, the Javits Center. Um, if, but I don't know, man. This fucking New York Comic-Con, it just... I can't do it anymore. It's it's too much. It's like, it's not worth it to me. Yeah. They had a. I was actually kind of bummed because they replaced the Empire Stage this year. Remember the Empire Stage? Yeah. So sort of like the, the comic red. book man. Yeah, it was awesome. It was fucking. You could just walk in. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was no line. There was no queue hole. Yeah, last year was Game of Thrones. You could just stand there and watch the panel. And it was fucking great, and it was awesome. And they replaced it this year with the VR booth session. Yeah. Which, you know what? That's kind of cool in of itself, but I, I would rather have the Empire... I would rather have another venue to watch panels. Place, yes, and it gives you a place to sit down. Now, they did give you another uh, venue to watch panels in the form of Madison Square, but, like, you need some place relaxed to, to, to be able to go and sit. And that was the Empire stage. Yeah. Yeah. No, this year it was the uh, the VR center, which, fuck that place. Yeah. No, seriously, fuck that place. It was. So so we went there um at around ten o'clock, ten o two. It was right after the convention center opened, um, and there were VR centers, and I was with people that like they really love Final Fantasy, and they had Final Fantasy fifteen that they were demoing. And they're like, okay, shit. So we went there at like 10.02 in the morning right after the convention hall opened. And uh, they were handing out tickets for when you can come back and when you can try the game. The problem is that demo is 45 minutes long. Okay. So yeah. we didn't get tickets. And they were like, well, they have a John Wick VR simulation. Like, we'll go check that out. There were 10 people in line and there was a line that said, at this point, it's a three-hour wait. And we were like, <sighs> It really should have been a Neon Demon Keanu Reeves simulation. Oh my god! Where you're just putting a knife in some chick's mouth. <laughs> yeah, and then and then there's a rape murder scene. You don't have to go that far. Uh, I think uh, that's too much, Michael. Thanks. You're welcome. Um, yeah. So yeah, that was VR. Rather have another Empire. There wasn't a Star Wars uh, Rebels panel this year. That really bummed me out. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sad. I don't even know what that is, really. Star Wars Rebels? Is that show? It's pretty good. You should check it out. Should I? Yeah, it's pretty good. I probably won't. I don't like cartoons. I don't like Star Wars. I don't like people. I'm pretty I don't sure like... you like Star. I'm pretty sure you like Star Wars. It's fair. I'm. I don't like cartoons either. Is a picture of Batman dressed up as Night Owl? Yeah. Did we ever talk about that one? Why does Batman look like Night Owl? I think it's the goggles. Is it the goggles? Have uh, used that from Watchmen? Yeah, it's a, it looks like the goggles from Watchmen. Which is fine, though, because Night Owl looks like Batman. He does, yeah. Both Zack Snyder movies. I wonder if Zack Snyder was like, <coughs> let's let's make the like the goggles like turn upwards a little bit, and like the costume director's like, can I see the Watchmen leftover stock? He's like, yeah, yeah, what's up? He's like, what about these goggles? I was like, perfect! <laughs> Possibly. Yeah. I well, I mean, it's just his, his his little fancy tech suit, but yeah, that's fine. I guess uh, dead 
Stroke is going to be in it. Was that officially announced? Uh, yeah, John Mangiello. Man- Mangiello? Mangiello. Yeah. Yeah, he's Deathstroke. I really hope he's just like the, uh, the starting villain, the one he takes down in the first seven minutes, because I don't want to see a Batman movie where he fights Deathstroke the whole goddamn time. There are many more interesting. There are many more more interesting Batman villains than Deathstroke. Fuck, you can make well, a movie fine. about it's the like, Mad Hatter. Like Deathstroke's not really even like a Batman villain though. He's just a DC Comics villain in general. Well, he I started off that. as a Batman villain, and didn't he? Yeah, I don't associate him with Batman really, honestly. Um, 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 what they should do, I would rather just see like an actual, you know, regular classic Gotham rogues in this. Uh, Ben Affleck universe. Yeah, I'd like to see someone like the Mad Hatter. Fuck, even yeah, Calendar Man. Well, I'd like to see like just Joker, Penguin, Riddler, those people. Like that, and that's fine to me that they've been in other movies before. They haven't been in a movie like this, and this is the kind of movie that I've been wanting to see since they've been making Batman movies. But now they're just like, yeah, d- Deathstroke. I'm like, well, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And don't get me wrong, it's not like Deathstroke's a bad character, it's just that there are many more... No, he'll be fine. Yeah, there are many more interesting villains that Batman can take down. I just would rather see, like, Affleck's take on the classic uh, Batman, like the real Batman villains as opposed to... You'll get a really cool, like, fight scene out of Batman fighting Deathstroke, that's undeniable, but, like... I'd like you don't to need see to have that. I'd like to see how Gotham City functions, especially after like Suicide Squad where you see like a little bit of the Joker and 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 that whole world. And like I want to know what the penguin looks like in this world. I want to know what the Riddler. Nah. Actually, like they came out with that um what is the company that does all the like Walking Dead games and Telltale? Um, Telltale, yeah. They did the Game of Thrones one. They came out with the Batman one. Uh, I heard about that. Have you played it yet? I played the first episode on my cell phone because my Wi-Fi at home has been fucking shit. Is it good? Um, It's fine, but they did a thing with it. It's interesting. It's like it. The, the last 10 minutes of it made it worth it where I'm just like, no, I want to play the next episode. Um, They did a thing with Penguin, though, where it's like – I don't know if they're going like Robin Lord Taylor because he's he's Robin Lord Taylor in in Gotham. He's Is still he like good part of the show. Yeah, well, no, he's very good. But like, I'm just saying, like a like a thin young penguin. I'm like that's weird to me. Um, less weird in Gotham because it's a prequel, uh, so he should be young. But super weird in like where it's just Batman like just a Batman thing I get the like Oswald Cobblepot and this is a childhood friend of the Waynes which is sometimes true um but he's like this like uh he's like a thin strapping young Englishman who uh the Cobblepot family is disgraced as they always are then he comes back to take over Gotham City and like punish the rich people and that's his whole shtick. But he's only in it for like a second, so I'm sure he'll come up later. But as, as soon as he got there and I'm playing, I'm like, oh, I don't like this. <laughs> oh, why, why would you? Why does Penguin have to be sexy now? That's the opposite of what Penguin is. Yeah, you remember when they cast Danny DeVito? Yeah, you remember when he's like a gross little fat man? Because it's, it's got like black mucus coming out of his nose all the time? Well, he doesn't need NyQuil dripping out of his face, but like just, yeah, well, he's like a mobster. He's, that's what, like his thing. He's like a pseudo like weird kind of mobster but only weird because like batman showed up and everything became weird i might just just bring me a that's the that's the batman character that needs to be a crime boss like i don't need like 
Penguin to be a crazy person. Yeah, I don't need him to be like a... a like a Lex uh, Luthor like, type. Like, like a Lex was... Luthor, Batman v Superman type. Well, I, yeah. I, I, really, the... I really don't like him in the Tim Burton movie. Um, I like Danny DeVito and I like what he does with it. I just don't like that take on the character where I'm just like, no, this, this is not what the Penguin should be. They, um, I was at the Screen Junkies panel at Comic-Con and they called out... Um, the one that uh, uh, Max Landis uh, yeah, didn't, didn't show up to. Yeah, and they're like, they fucking turned Lex Luthor into Max Landis. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's funny. They did. Kind of. His hair wasn't rainbows, so he was objectively less crazy looking than the real thing. I saw him in person. I didn't talk to him, though. He was doing like a, an autographing, and I looked at him, and I was like, I don't know. What do you have to autograph of his? I nothing. Well, he was do, he was No, I mean there. like what would anyone have? Well, it was for um American Alien, the Superman thing that he did. Oh. He was off with like the actual like comic book people signing. It was on the floor, which I thought was strange. Yeah, they did a couple of those this year. Yeah. It was weird. Apparently Rob Liefeld was there and I had uh I got my Deadpool steelbook signed by the creator of Deadpool, Fabian you see, Zay? I can really? never pronounce his name right. Yeah. Cool. He was cool. They're going to side by Ryan Reynolds. I'll try. You know, stalk him again. Track him down. I did not stalk him. Kind of stalked him. No, nope, didn't stalk him. Kind of stalked him a little bit. Wasn't even a little bit. Nope. What did you do? Explain how you uh, came up on uh, Ryan Reynolds. No, I you said. You he... just happened to be hanging out in the parking lot. At Rockefeller Plaza, as you normally do on any given day, after reading his whereabouts on the internet and then corresponding where he showed up, technically stalking a little bit. Now, I'm not saying that you were, I'm not saying like it's weird stalking, you just wanted to get your thing signed, um, by which I mean your dick. All right, this has been another exciting episode of... I mean, I'm Tyler Pino. And I'm Michael Holler. Thank you for joining us. Get out of my house.